Premier, I'm so happy to talk to you. confession to me. I am a recovering time waster. I know I'm not alone in those daily struggles of losing an hour to scrolling through Instagram, but the time I'd waste mattered in much deeper ways. My time wasting presented with emotions of feeling overwhelmed and not doing anything to make things better. I would spend hours sleeping instead of doing things that needed to be done. Professionally, I stayed in roles longer than I should have because changes were required the time that was spent binge-watching Shonda Rhimes dramas on Hulu. My personal growth was stunted by a bleak outlook of what's the point. Now, life was very clear that those behaviors, if continued, would lead to a bleak and lonely life. So behaviors were changed. I traded television for reading and journaling. I changed my sleeping patterns and made sure I was in bed by 9 p.m. and up by 7 a.m. I took charge of my professional goals and advanced in my career. But Mirror, I didn't resolve the root of my time-wasting issue. I hadn't identified why I wasted time. I just learned how to prioritize and still waste time. You know that phrase, comparison is a thief of joy well fear is the thief of time during a therapy session my therapist showed me a chart that listed various trauma responses the choices were fight flight fawn and freeze and i was asked to choose my trauma response the words stuckness spacing out shame depression and disassociation were the description of my choice of freeze. I hadn't realized the moments where I slept when I had things to do or when I thought life was just bleak, I was fearful. I wasn't honest with myself about many of my true feelings. So recognizing these behaviors as fear required professional attention. I had fear about being seen as more than I thought I was. I wouldn't even call it imposter syndrome, as I didn't believe I was capable enough to be an imposter. I just figured all the people who believed I was much more than I thought I was were confused. And instead of continuing to just be me and move in my greatness, I would just freeze. There was a time when I was looking for a new role and I wouldn't complete applications. I was so afraid to deal with rejection that I just wouldn't apply. I was depressed that I wasn't working and would freeze at the thought of looking for work. It actually took my husband grabbing my phone and applying for random roles for LinkedIn for me to snap out of my freeze. I stayed stuck in my fear for two months. So now, if I begin to feel stuck, space out, shame, depression, or disassociate, I know I'm fearful of something. And instead of freezing, I take the time to call the fear out. 
I recognize it and I move on because I've given fear enough of my time. Mira? Mira, here's a not so secret about me. I had to unlearn making assumptions about why people do things. I've really spent time theorizing why a person behaved a certain way and often blame myself only to be proven wrong. So if I were to call a good friend and they seemed short, my first thought may be, what did I do? Followed by an internal audit of my behaviors to see what I could have possibly done to bring about such coldness. My best assumptions were reserved for the special souls in my life. I text a special soul to see if they had a moment to talk later in the day. After a decent amount of time had passed in my mind with no response, my theory suggested my importance in their life is trivial and I shouldn't have bothered them. My theory was ready when my phone rang a few hours later. The unsuspecting soul who called me back as soon as they could was greeted with my ego and disdain. It took all of 30 seconds for them to update me on their delayed response. But I'd already spent time upset, time creating my own narrative for their choices. Additional time is needed to unpack my delusional theory that an unanswered text meant I was trivial to them. After revealing the unnecessary time and energy used creating my theory, I saw my ego felt abandoned by the lack of response. I understood that whether it was 30 seconds or three hours, I chose to spend my time in a negative headspace over something I'd simply made up. And finally, I realized I'd taken their time for granted. I didn't value the gift of spending time with this soul. That each time we have the opportunity to connect and spend time with each other, it's precious because time is precious. So I had to ask myself a question. How much precious time have I wasted with others over emotions that had nothing to do with them and everything to do with me? Answering that question Help me see, I didn't reserve my best assumptions for special souls in my life. My, my uncontrolled emotions and ego have ruled in so many areas. Now, I have an awareness of not making assumptions for others' choices. It has saved me so much time and energy. I also practice this wonderful habit of asking a question if I don't know the answer instead of creating my own theory. When I act, when I interact with anyone, I remember that this time is a gift and how I use it matters. So if I see the conversation as a serving of time, I likely end it with grace and understanding. Mira, I view time so differently now. I appreciate the gift of time every day I open my eyes. I also make sure I ask myself, how did I use the gift of time today? Each day brings new possibilities of how I can use the wonderful gift of time. So Mira, how will you use your gift of time today? Bye Mira.
Thanks for listening, Mira. Want to talk more? Find Hamira at Hamira Talks on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to hit that follow button. Thank you.